J.M. and the A.M. on this Thursday morning as we get closer and closer to Yom Kippur, which begins tomorrow night. Uh, well, many of you, of course, are, um, are very familiar with Yad Sarah in Israel. We spent a lot of time talking about it here. Uh, Stacy Siegel, as you know, just ran a wonderful bake sale for Yad Sarah, uh, where thousands of dollars were uh, brought in from this local area for an amazing organization that has over 100 centers in Israel, uh, servicing every imaginable um, department uh, when it comes to... Um, when it comes to helping people out with medical equipment and therapy and, and, and a million other things. And then we saw some of them. We saw some of them back uh, during the, um, uh, the trip in May. And uh, we had an opportunity to visit some of the, uh, right, April and May, I should say. We had an opportunity to see some of the uh, Yad Sarah headquarters uh, in Israel. And the one in Yushalayim is extremely impressive. Many of you have been there. Anyway, um, I've asked Rabbi Yigal Siegel, who has been so inundated with the Yad Sarah activities over the last couple of weeks to join us because it's the only way we can actually speak with him at all because it's the only it's the only time we can actually get him on the phone these days. That's how completely preoccupied he is with one of the most amazing developments in Israel uh, under the umbrella of Yad Sarah. Yigal Siegel, Gemar Chatima Tova, Shana Tova, and welcome back to JM in the AM. Oh, Nahum, happy Hanukkah. I haven't spoken to you in so long. Hey, that's how it feels to us, frankly, but uh, we're going to give you a pass because we know how hard you've been working on an extremely important project to Yerushalayim and really to the entire state of Israel. Yad Sarah has added, and we spoke about this. Yigal, of course, was with us during the Yad Sarah program uh, that we did from Israel uh, during Yom Yerushalayim week. Um, and, uh, and so we spoke somewhat about this uh, at that time. Um a major development at Yad Sarah, uh, there was a need that had to be met in terms of emergency services in Jerusalem, and Yad Sarah went ahead and has met that need. Explain to the audience what has been happening over the last month or so uh, at Yad Sarah headquarters in Jerusalem. Well, um, I mean, going back to uh, to kind of the history of this, around a year and a half ago, Aurelio Polyansky, the head of Yad Sarah, uh, made a decision um, to to try and do something to alleviate the tremendous uh, traffic in the emergency rooms in Yerushalayim, where people, as uh, as you know, Nach, people can sit for hours and hours to to receive treatment. <laughs> good point. Um, and they receive excellent treatment. It's not like they don't receive good treatment, but it's just you know it's just a question of 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 being in in a being in a situation where there's so many people in Jerusalem and just weren't enough places for this urgent care to be given. Um, there are other clinics that give urgent care, and uh, they are also, you know, people have, uh, have told me that the, the lines there are also very, very um, long. So so we decided that he wanted to uh, start something in Yatsara, in the Yatsara main building here in Jerusalem on the first floor. There is now an urgent care center. It's called the uh, the Frankel Center for Emergency uh, Care. And basically, the idea here is for for people who have no, not, they don't have a need to go to a hospital in the sense that they don't have something which is extremely urgent or you know, a heart attack or something like that. But you know, someone falls, hurts themselves, uh, gets a cut, needs stitches, needs uh, an X-ray. This is uh, now um, open, and and we're open for business two weeks already. And people in Jerusalem are coming to us to receive um, excellent, I, I should say, excellent care, because I've seen it, and uh, the doctors here are doing a great job. Now, um, okay, so it's open last couple of weeks, as you said, and it has specific hours, right? Yeah, we're open from 6.30 in the evening until 
midnight. Um, basically, the last patient is accepted around 11.15, 11.30, depending on what their need is. And then because the doctors and nurses, uh, most of them, are from Shari Tzedek uh, Medical Center, who was a very, very strong partner in this uh, initiative, people might think they were in competition with uh, someone like Sharon Tzedek, who's around 100 yards from us. But really, we worked uh, tremendously uh, close together. And uh, I'd say 95% of our doctors and nurses are from their staff. And uh, basically, so we close the doors at 12 at night. And we have three different sections here in the center. We have a pediatric center. Uh, we have a doctor, a pediatrician here on call the, uh, the entire time that they we're open. Uh, for children. Then we also have an OBGYN who's here. Uh, that's a tremendous need in your shalime, especially in the uh, evening hours for a woman who needs to be checked out by an OBGYN. So we have that as well with ultrasound and, and all the equipment that's necessary for that. And then we have the, the general uh, emergency medicine, you know, what's called here in Israel, Rofei Panimi, an, internal, an internist who, you know, has the uh, experience to, to deal with, with any type of thing that deal with, uh, with adults, that, why an adult would go to an emergency room. These people are the ones who uh, have the experience to deal with those type of things. Rabbi Yigal Siegel, Yad Sarah headquarters in Jerusalem. Um, who's responsible for this? Is this something that you know all the donors to Yad Sarah can take pride in? Is this one family or one philanthropist who helped move this thing along? How did it go? Uh, no, the, the Frankel family, who's uh, who's been friends with Yad Sarah for many years. Um, they're based in Monaco, so they, they're the ones who dedicated the center. Uh, there are other um, uh, donation opportunities. You know, people can dedicate rooms. Uh, the, the X-ray center has been dedicated already. So there, there's definitely the Frankels were the ones who stepped up and, and, and gave the, uh, the bulk of the, of the uh, funds necessary to make this happen. But uh, you know, anyone can help out. The idea here is uh, we're, not, we're not trying to... Uh, um, we're not trying to get into competition with anyone else. We're just trying to provide care for those who need it here. And also, something very important I forgot to mention, that obviously Yatsura is famous for lending out medical equipment. Right. So in the, uh, in the uh, urgent care center that we have here, we have a section where we have wheelchairs and, and we have uh, uh, crutches. And, the, you know, basic, uh, the basic needs that someone who, you know, God forbid, comes in with uh, a broken leg, which happened yesterday, uh, so they can walk out with crutches. They don't have to wait to go somewhere else the next day to get it. Right, which, may sound, which may sound unusual to some of the people from different countries listening to this because it probably works right. like that you know, in most hospitals, especially in the U.S., but it does not always work like that in Israel. No, in Israel you have to you know, get, you get a prescription, to, not a better word for it, for whatever equipment you need. Then you have to go through your, um, your regular kupa, which is a, a medical fund, to get it, it could take time. Yatsara is famous. This is why we started Yatsara, to lend out medical equipment for people uh, who can't afford to, to pay the uh, copay that's necessary or do not want to wait for it. They can come to any one of the over 105 centers that they have uh, countrywide to get the necessary equipment. So that's one of the other uh, one of the other perks that we have in terms of Yatsara doing this, that the equipment is available for them. Um, during during the hours that the that we're open. How do we refer to the new facility, emergency response center? Like, what do we call it? Um, <laughs> it has uh, a lot of different names, but uh, we, we call it an urgent care center. Oh, urgent care center. center. Right. I mean, it's something which, uh, obviously, to translate to um, to to what your listeners in the states uh, or you know in other countries would understand, 
It's uh, it's something like you know a walk-in clinic where right. you know someone who has a sore throat or someone who has a stomach ache or someone who has an eye infection. Now, it's something which here we call it what's, what's called a miyun mahalchim. It's like a walking. A walk-in emergency room. Yeah, and not, and, God and, forbid and, for someone who's and know, there's there, these types of things. Are, these types of things are sprouting up all over the place here. A city MD. I know city MD is one of them here. I just can't think of the word, but I know I know people know exactly what I'm trying to think of. Also, right. so would, would the average visitor notice a difference? Like, did you have to build a massive facility attached to Yatsara? Well, the first floor here used to house um, a, a cafeteria and some other uh, uh, small rooms, and they basically gutted it. It's 750 meters, which is a, a very large area. Um, I can tell you that uh, since you know me so long, you know that the interior design is not my thing, <laughs> but, but uh, it's an unbelievably beautiful place. You know, people have walked in, and they think they're coming to a hotel. Like, you know, wow. they didn't think they're coming to a, a medical center. Uh, and the people who designed it, obviously members of the Polyansky family, uh, were very much involved in this. They they wanted to make it a place that when you came in, you felt, you know, okay, this is not a scary place. Right. Uh, in the children's section, for example, they have skylights with uh, beautiful pictures. So if a kid's lying down and, and he looks up, he sees, he sees a nice picture as opposed to, you know, just a uh, ceiling. Um, they have toys for the kids. Uh, you know, they, they really spent a lot of time trying to design a place where, you know, if you have to come to a place like this, which obviously you don't want to, then at least you feel that, okay, it's not such a bad experience. And so far, I can tell you now, we've had, uh, you know, um, they, started, they started an advertising campaign last week, and uh, we're, we're getting people coming in. And people are coming from, from outside Jerusalem, in fact, because um, they'd rather come drive a half hour to get here and not have to wait online in other places. Well, so remember... Far, they haven't been long lines. Remember... <laughs> we were anticipating that there are going to be some longer lines than they are, but... Uh, remember, when we were in Binyamin, they were complaining about how long it takes to get to the Jerusalem hospitals here. If a place like this is accessible at 10, 11 o'clock at night, obviously they could travel with a lot less traffic and make it faster. So. Right. In fact, I just heard last night from one of their doctors that they're opening a center in Binyamin specifically because of this reason. Right. But um, yeah, we were there. Kinds of things that, uh, you know, there is a, a, a series of clinics in, in, in Israel called Terim, um, which was started uh, by Dr. Applebaum, al Shalom, and he, you know, who was the head of emergency medicine in Charitetic, and uh so this idea is all over the country now. I mean, Terem is all over the country now. And, and the, there's, there's a couple of terms here in Jerusalem. It's just, again, thank God, because of the population explosion here, uh, Rabbi Lepolyansky felt that there was a need for it. And I think so far, just in the couple of weeks that we've been open, um, it's, it's, it's showing that there is a need for this. What was the Saturday night like after the three-day untif? <laughs> um, well, it... it we had to run here. Uh, basically, um, you know, it wasn't as crowded as I think it will be you know, the next three-day yantav in Israel because, again, we had just opened a couple of days before Yat Rosh Hashanah. But, uh, again, you know, people who um, had some sort of, uh, you know, there was someone who came in who had fallen over yantav and wasn't feeling well, so they wanted to, you know, get an X-ray, things like that. Um, you know, when Matzah Shabbos, Matzah Yom Kippur, you know, the the days after a holiday or Shabbat, I think we're going to see uh, a lot of people coming for this. Is there for, for this type of uh, care? Is there a machine you need that you don't have yet? Um, no, I think we have all the machines. I, I think uh, we we probably are going to need more machines. Like for example, we have an ultrasound machine, which is one. We have one ultrasound machine, which is is you can change, uh, you know, whether it's a, for a woman, for a man. 
uh, for a child, it would be a tremendous help to us if we could have an ultrasound machine for children, just for children. So in case there's a need for it, we don't have to right. you know, bring the child to the other side. But these are the types of things that we're going to need. We're, as we get more and more popular, which you know, it's slowly but steadily it's, uh, it's building up in numbers, we're going to need more additional equipment of the same thing. Um, you know, an ultrasound machine can be as much as, uh, you know, $45,000. Right. And it um, happened to be that, that uh, just to mention Shari Tzedek again, I know they're good friends of, of, of your show. Yeah, sure. And I just want to um, personally say, from my experience in the last four months in, in helping to run this project, um, they gave us this ultrasound machine. They've given us other equipment. They, they've just been there for us. Uh, our computer program is from them. They've been there for us every step of the way, and it's been a tremendous help. But as I said, you know, if people are interested in you know, doing something more for this center specifically in terms of equipment or in terms of dedicating rooms, there's always opportunities for them. There you go. Uh, Yad Sarah, they've got the brand-new uh, urgent care center, as we're referring to it. It's a couple of weeks old. Uh, there was a nice ceremony, right? There was a nice opening ceremony for it. Yeah, it's beautiful. It was a couple of weeks ago. Wow, it seems like a year ago, but it was only two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, this, and this is why, those of you who are frustrated that you haven't been able to reach uh, Rabbi Yigal Siegel, this is the reason why he has been drowning in, in Yad Sarah urgent care stuff over the last <laughs> month. And uh, thank God, has able now to look back a little bit and, um, and with great pride at the opening of the urgent care center. And this is something that uh, obviously is going to keep growing and growing as more and more people learn about it and find out about its services. Uh, well, call Kavod. Send our best to the Lepolyansky family. Yet yet another, I mean, wh- whoever dreamt with all the things they've added to their Yatsara portfolio, whoever dreamt they would add something this significant. Yeah, uh, I just want to mention, as long as I'm on the air with you, that there's another new project that just opened uh, a week before uh, the Urgent Care Center, which is they have now three apartments here in Yatsara for people who have uh, family in Shari Tzedek, specifically, and um, and want to stay close by, whether it's Shabbat or a holiday, whatever it is, and they, or even during the week, and they don't have necessarily the funds uh, for a hotel, or they just want to be close to the hospital, which is literally a, a less than a five-minute walk from here. Uh, there are now three apartments which are available, which are basically like hotel rooms. Uh, IKEA Israel donated a lot of the furniture, and, and uh, the, the bottom line is, if someone needs a place to stay, uh, they can get in touch with the Yatzerat, uh, here in Israel, and they can uh, arrange to have uh, to have uh, access to these rooms. By the way, that could be very important for American tourists. That's why I'm mentioning it, yeah. because you know, especially if someone, you know, a friend of ours, I'm sure you know about this. In the summer, his daughter had to be in Charitetic for a few days. Right. If it was open then, I think it would have been very, very uh, convenient for them when they came from America to be with her. All right, there you go. All right, anybody who needs help, uh, let us know. We can get you in touch with the Atzerar. Obviously, they've got the website. Uh, and you can uh, just search them and get more information. But obviously, uh, uh, we are proud to be a direct contact with them, to be in touch with us for anything you think they may be able to help your family with in Israel. Rabbi Yigal Siegel, Gemara Chatimah Tovah, and Mazal Tov to you and the Lepolyansky family and everybody. Happy anniversary to you, by the way. Thank you very much. I remember when you started. You were such a good guy. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm sorry I haven't spoken to you. How's the family? <laughs> I'm telling you, folks, it's been impossible to reach him. <laughs> impossible. Please tell, tell Stacy Siegel, uh, one of my favorite sister-in-laws, uh, please tell her that I apologize for, for not being in touch with her and to thank her personally for the tremendous success of her bake sale. 
And I know that here in Israel, at the Yad headquarters, they're extremely appreciative of all the people who help out, but especially someone who makes such an effort. And I'm not just saying this because it's, uh, she's my sister-in-law. I'm saying it because she, I know she makes tremendous efforts for Tzedakah in general, not just for Yad but specifically I want to thank her on behalf of Yad Yeah, she did a great job, and I will pass that message along. Kol HaKavod, Rabbi Yigal. Be well, and then Shana Tova, Gemar Chatimah Tova. Gemar Chatimah Tova to you and all your listeners. Thanks, Ma. More coming up. It's JM in the AM.